What's up, everyone, and welcome to Resilient Podcast with Becca Swindle. I'm your host, Becca Swindle, and I'm so, so, so excited about today's episode. So let's just jump right in. Hello, hello. Oh my goodness. This is so weird. Wow. Okay. This is the official relaunch of Resilient Podcast and really just resilient the ministry. So guys, I'm so excited. So it's also very possible that some of you might be like, okay, what is resilient exactly? So let me tell you, resilient is a community for women of all ages, backgrounds, aesthetics, LOL, and everything in between to come together and celebrate the resilience in all of us. We have all weathered unexpected and maybe some expected storms, and those have all shaped who we are today. And it's my personal belief and it's the belief of resilient that it is because of God. It is because of what Jesus did on the cross for us that we are able to withstand hard times, that we're able to keep going when all you want to do is give up. So if you follow me, um, I have asked on Instagram before so many times, like, what content do you want to see? What podcast episodes or topics do you want me to talk about? Okay. But recently I, when thinking about it, I've just kind of made the decision to only talk about what I'm going through. And this is something that, um, my pastor, shout out to pastor Mike, love him. Um, something that he says very often is he can only preach about what he's going through or what God's dealt with him about. And there's a reason that his messages are so authentic and transparent and vulnerable and why they're so anointed is because God uses it to transform people because it's coming out of a pure place where it's not like, oh, I can just like come up with a good talk or come up with a good sermon or come up with a good like Instagrammable quote. It's like, no, 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 I've actually walked this out and lived this out and God has literally, I've wrestled with God about this. And so there's a purity that comes from it. And so I've just made the decision recently, like, I'm going to stop asking on Instagram, what content do you want to see? Or I'm going to stop asking what podcast episodes do you, you know, want to hear or what topics do you want me to talk about? It's like, I, from now on, am only going to talk about things that God's been dealing uh, with me about. And I pray that from that posture, that things can come out more authentic and more pure. So with that being said... I just want to talk about where I've been and what God's been doing in me. So 2020 was a crazy year for all of us. We all know that. We all experienced it. At the end of 2020, I was just going through some different transitions and I just essentially realized that I had become a person um, that I didn't like. And that sounds kind of sad and it sounds kind of just like, wait, what, Becca? Like, what are you saying? But truly... That's the truth. I had become a person that I didn't like. I mean, mentally and emotionally, physically. Y'all, I was like wallowing in depression. I didn't feel good about myself. I had no idea what my purpose like was. And I don't want to say no idea. It's like I kind of knew it. But when I say it was so cloudy, foggy, I wasn't sure if God still wanted me to do this or this or what direction. I mean, literally, it's like I didn't know up from down. I was just, depression was so present in my life. And I am your local Enneagram 7, okay? So admitting that you like feel, even feelings of depression can be really 
hard for us um, and really just hard for me as a person. I'm pretty positive and optimistic um, just naturally that's the way I am. And so to even like say a sentence and be like, yeah, like I was struggling or I am struggling with depression or whatever. And just to leave it at that and not be like, but I'm going to be okay. And God's good. Like whatever. It can be really difficult for me, but that's just the truth about where I was at. So because of all of this, I just decided actually to go home, um, back to Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm from. Um, I went home for three months and oh my gravy. (laughs) I went there to heal and grow and get better. I got off of Instagram. I was able to wake up and spend some time with the Lord. Let me tell y'all, it felt like I was on the operating table every single day. And I am not exaggerating when I say that. I felt like God wanted this to be a process or a a season, I guess I should say, of me being at home of growth. And he wanted it to be um, a time where I was able to leave Tulsa um, for a minute. It's kind of like he parted the season away. Everything just worked out for me to be able to go home and work on myself and take a hard look at myself and address things I didn't like in myself. Um... And look at all the ugly things and evaluate and take inventory of my heart. And when I tell you that was the best decision that I could have ever made to go home. Like sometimes, sometimes you just need to step away. And maybe you're going through a hard transition right now. You know, maybe things aren't working out and you just feel like you need a reset, I would encourage you, I know everyone can't go home, you know, for three months or go or even, you know, go away from where you are for a week even. But I really encourage you, like, if you have a day, if you have a weekend, lock yourself in your room, lock yourself in a hotel room, go wherever you need to go, book an Airbnb, a cheap one, a safe one, and get real with yourself and get real with God and allow him to do some things in you, to speak some things to you, to point out things in you that you're like, no, 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 I like, I think I'm over that. I think I'm, I think we're good there. And he's like, no, we actually need to take this apart and completely heal from it all over again. Like if you can I so encourage you if you're feeling like you're in a place of depression or you're just even feeling like you want a little bit of a reset whatever I encourage you to make time and make space for God for the Holy Spirit um, in your life to move there is some serious growth and healing that can come from that and so yeah anyways that's what I did and I also (laughs) don't want to be vague. Like, I don't just want to be like, yeah, so I became a person that I didn't like and all these things. No, like, let me tell you who I had become. I had become um, a very insecure version of myself. There are things that I know that I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt that God's called me to do and things um, that he's called me to walk out. But I had become such an insecure, unsure version of myself who questioned everything that I did, you know, because of past fears, 
um, past rejections, past traumas, different things, I would just begin to self-sabotage. And that was something that I became very, very good at doing. I wouldn't step out on different things that I felt, you know, the Lord told me to do. And this literally, I mean, there's so many different areas that this started to happen. But I mean, even with the area of like getting fit and losing weight, I have wanted to get fit my whole life. And if I'm saying that, that means I've been the bigger friend, the chubby girl, like my whole life. And wow, this is really vulnerable for me. Okay. And I've always wanted to get fit, you know, get that dream body, look good, you know, whatever. And because I had failed so many times in the past, I've tried different things, whatever. And there was never a consistency. There was never a discipline. And I had failed so many times in the past. I was scared to even start again because I was like, I'm just going to disappoint myself and disappoint other people. So that thinking began to leak into literally, I mean, almost every area of my life. Like, okay, I don't want to launch resilient again because I'm not going to stay consistent or disciplined. And then I'm just going to disappoint myself. I'm going to disappoint God. I'm going to disappoint other people. And it just became a really, really sad and negative, toxic thinking pattern that affected relationships around me and just a lot. And okay, also side note, I feel like when you're going through transitions and different seasons or whatever, it can be really easy to not take responsibility for the things that you did or take responsibility for ways that you could be better in an area. And it is only by the grace of God that we are able to change. And it is only because of him that we are able to heal and grow in self-awareness because it can be easy to think like, oh, okay, well, in this area of my relationship, okay, in this area of getting fit and losing weight, in this area of my friendships, my family, whatever, okay, cool, I just won't do that again, cool, I'm just gonna brush it under the rug and keep going. But if we want true growth and healing to take place, unfortunately, literally let me know if you find another way around this, (laughs) but unfortunately, we have to stop and stop hurrying and stop resisting and denying the fact that there are real issues that we need to get under control. Okay. So basically, like I said, it took some transitions, some different events um, to happen for me to realize this about myself, realize I wasn't living my best self and I wasn't even like trying to live my best self. And by the way, something I've learned is you can't force someone into a season of growth. It is literally not possible. You have to get your own revelation from God in order to step into a time where you're like, okay, I'm going to get better in this and this and this. And there are areas that I need to work on. Like that takes a personal revelation and it takes us sitting down and giving God permission to be like, okay, search me and know me if there be, you know, anything in me, like change me, purify me, God. It takes your own choice and decision to enter into a season like this. And also by no means do I want anybody to listen to this and be like, oh, she's just like, you know, thinks she thinks she's living her best self. Like, no, 
you're not listening if that's what you think, because I have a lot to still work on, grow in, um, but I'm progressing and I've healed in areas and God has done a work in me and he's still doing a work in me and I pray and that's the you know, posture of life that we're in as believers in Jesus, we're trying to become more and more like him every single day. And so I pray that, you know, I just get better as time goes on. So after finally getting my own revelation, like, come on, Becca, this is not you. This is not who we're going to be. This isn't who God originally created us to be. This lazy, depressed, negative thinker. No, 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 no. We're not sinking into that. Um, God highlighted 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, again to me. And this is a verse that I've kind of been clinging to, um, really through the past year, second Corinthians four, seven, uh, through 10. Let's start with verse eight. It says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. This part. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And then there's also another verse in Romans 8 verse 17. We share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Y'all, this verse gives me so much hope because what it tells me is I am not going to get stuck here. I am not always going to live in this depression, I am not always going to live whatever it might be for you in this anxiety, in this complacency, in this passiveness, in this whatever. And so, like I said, there's a hope that comes with this because I'm realizing, okay, Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. He showed me what it looks like to endure. He showed me what it looks like to have resilience, to not give up, not waver in my faith. Okay. Because I'm going through this, you know, my cross, if you will, definitely nothing compared to what Jesus went through. I'm not trying to say that, (laughs) but you know, a trial, a season of hardship, truly, there must be something because also he tells me that everything works out for my good and his glory for those who love him, that everything is going to work out. Everything's going to come together. There must be something on the other side of this that is going to happen. There must be a resurrection because right now I'm going through a death. And so there must be a resurrection on the other side of this if I just keep pressing on. And so it was also my history and my relationship with the Lord that has sustained me through this time because something I'm also seeing is you can't rely on a word from a year ago. I don't know about you, but when you're going through hard seasons and like, girl, I'm like a hard, a hard season. Okay. You need fresh words from God. You need clear vision. And if you've gone through a hard time like this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like you're desperate for a word from God. And that's why it's so important to get in tune with the Holy Spirit and realizing he's doing a new thing. In Isaiah 43 verses 14 through 19, it says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. And then he reminds them right here. I am the Lord 
who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle. So he's telling them, remember what I did? But then he goes, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do. I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And so going back to the part where he says, do you not see it? That's such a huge question that he's asking there. Because going back to what I was saying is that you have to have your own revelation. You have to get your own revelation from God that, hey, things need to change. Yo, I need to wake up. There needs to be like an awakening that happens inside of me, my own personal revival, if you will, because no one else can make you see it. It has to be your own decision and it has to be you getting with God and him speaking to you directly that things have to change. And so this was where I was at. I was basically kind of at a crossroads of like, okay, do I want to continue how I've been going? Because And that road, it leads to more laziness, it leads to more depression, it leads to still feeling purposeless, or do I want to turn and make the really hard decision to endure this process of healing? So one of the ways that I really felt God kind of challenge me in um, was to acknowledge the season that I was in and to recognize that it's only a season. So shout out real quick to Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay, this woman has literally helped me in a way that she will never, ever, ever even know. But I'm telling y'all, she is amazing. For Woman Evolve, her women's ministry, she has been given a word by God basically for every month. And I forget what month it was. Was it February or March? One of the words was acceptance. And that was huge for me because I had to accept my season. I had to accept Okay, this is where I have come mentally. Okay, this is where I'm at emotionally. Some of the thinking, some of the things I'm projecting on other people, some of the thoughts, these are toxic. Okay, cool. Not cute to accept, but it's a truth that I had to accept in order to get where I'm going, in order to heal. You just have to get real with yourself about where you are. Because if I had stayed in my little like, no, I'm good, you know, or okay, cool, I'm just not going to do that again. Or, you know, next time I just won't do this. It's like, okay, yeah, true. Like, don't do that next time. But also we have to go deeper, Becca. Like you can't just scratch the surface off and be like, okay, cool. That's not going to happen again. Well, it actually might happen again if you don't take care of the root. So I had to acknowledge where I was and I realized that one of the strongest things we can do sometimes is to look inward because it isn't pretty. The process of becoming resilient isn't cute. It isn't Instagrammable, but we have to take inventory of our hearts and evaluate the ugly parts of us that have gotten us to where we currently are. And this sounds so obvious, but it's not. Like you have to know where you're starting in order to know where you wanna end up. If it was so obvious, we'd all be healed. We'd all, you know, have this exponential level of growth in our lives. But a lot of people don't take the time. And that's where I was headed, you know, not taking the time to evaluate where I had gotten and what some of my actions, thoughts, behaviors, where it had led me to. 
Something else I felt the Lord challenged me to do was to get a vision, to get with him and ask him to give me a vision of myself where he saw me. And so this was so, so, so important for me to do, starting with like, okay, I see myself healthy. I see myself fit. I see myself working out, eating clean, all these things. I had to write the vision and make it plain. That is a scripture. Um, that's something at my church that we talk about. Uh, shout out TC. That we talk about all the time is writing the vision, making it plain and standing on it in crazy faith that God is actually going to do something with it. So some questions that I asked God like, okay, literally closing my eyes, sitting with him, being like, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I would ask him, what am I doing in this next season? What do I look like? Who am I with? You know, what, what's my community? What do you want me to commit to? What do you want me to let go of? What do you want me to say goodbye to? What habits do you want me to start? What habits do you want me to stop? And write every single bit down. Even if you're like, wait, really? Like I can never do that. I can never let go of this. I can never whatever. Write it down because there's no pressure. And that's something that I kind of felt too of like the pressure of, oh my goodness, this is where you see me. Like this is what you see me doing. This is this is it, God, like that's crazy. I can't just like make all of that happen. And that's the point is that we can't without him. But what we can do is be obedient in the daily surrender. We can be obedient with the daily decisions. And so something that might be helpful for you and that I do often is just like, okay, God, what's one thing I can do this week? So it might be, okay, you can let go of this habit this week. Okay, we can start getting in the gym, you know, maybe... Maybe you've been slacking on the gym too. I feel it. I was there. Maybe your goal for this week can just be to get in the gym one time, to do one at-home workout. But really, ask God, evaluate, what is one thing I can start doing this week to become the best version of myself? And then... (laughs) Sometimes the hard part of that question is there's a second part to it. You actually have to do it. And that's the part where I had failed, I feel like, so many times. So something that I'm working on is consistency and discipline, okay? If you're my friend, you've heard about this 10,000 times, but it's because it's so important and vital for me to grasp right now in my life. I would always like get these visions from God, you know, and like get so fired up about what I wanted what he wanted me to do or, you know, an idea that he gave me, but then I was never good at the second part doing it and being consistent with it and gaining discipline to carry it through. It's like God had given me literally so many different opportunities through situations and events, circumstances, whatever, to allow me to gain the tools of consistency and discipline. And y'all, it's okay. I'm not there anymore, but I had just, I would never take the opportunity. I would fail every single time it felt like. And finally, another thing that I had to recognize is that there's no way to be resilient without God. Like there is absolutely no way to be resilient without the daily direction from the Holy Spirit. Working on your relationship with God above all of your other relationships is going to be vital for you. Like 100% he is, he has to be the number one most important relationship in your life. 
Because remember, what you were doing before led you to where you are now. And so if you continued in that, you know, if we continued not reading our Bible, if we continued just not really praying to God, saying thank you for our food, and that's pretty much it, like we would, we're going to stay stuck in where we are. But if we realize, like I had to personally realize, okay, my time with God needs to go to a whole new level. My prayer life, yeah, that's got to go up. My fasting, that's got to go up. When we make those decisions, God sees that and he's going to honor it with healing. He's going to honor it by speaking to us and letting us in on all of his secrets that he talks about in his word. He says, seek me and you will find me. You know, he says in Matthew 6, to seek his kingdom first above all else, because then everything else will be added unto us. And so if we keep the main thing, the main thing, which is Jesus and our relationship with him, he promises that everything is going to work out. And so with all of that being said, I also just really want to make it really clear that if you're in a season similar to where I was I get it. Like it can feel so low and even the most practical, basic things of like, okay, get up, read your Bible, you know, even that can feel super overwhelming, but please hear me. Like God takes his time with us. And a lot of times we're the ones who try to rush the process and rush the healing and, you know, rush the whole season. But God takes his time with us and he knows us better than we know ourselves and his way is always better. And so like, I really urge you because this is personally where I was at is like, I felt like I was in a season of lamenting. And I remember one day the Lord spoke to me and said, the season of lamenting is over. My grace for that has left. And I remember when he spoke that nothing changed like, and it wasn't because of him. It was because of me. I didn't change anything that I was doing. I didn't change whatever. And though his grace was there for me and that, you know, finally now I'm coming out of that and I feel like I'm out of that, praise God, this season could have come sooner. And so I just want to urge you that if there's something in you that says, you know what, I think I'm ready to make a change. I think I'm ready to level up. I feel like I'm ready, you know, to upgrade whatever myself. I feel like I'm ready to become the best version of myself. Please listen to that. That is the guiding of the Holy Spirit speaking to you, saying that there is more. I know you've gone through pain. I know you've gone through heartbreak. I know you've gone through some of the hardest things that you literally thought you would never make it through, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, me, Becca, (laughs) that you, oh my goodness, there is so much for you and there's not a trial, there is not a pain, there is not something that you could go through to take away all that God has in store for you and your future. It is the lie of the enemy to keep you stuck where you are to say, well, you've tried before, so if you do, you know, you'll probably fail again. Literally, Make a decision today that you are no longer resolving your heart. You are no longer going to accept the lies of the enemy. He cannot speak to you that way. You know that you're a daughter of the king of the universe. There is abundantly, infinitely more than you could ever ask for, dream of, or imagine. And if you will just keep going. In Galatians 6, 9, there's a verse that says, um, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Take that and run with it. Don't give up. And I want to even just pray over you 
right now. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the girl listening to this, for the person listening to this. Father, I thank you that you see them right where they are. I thank you that you're with them in the pain. You're with them in the blessing. You're with them in this exact season. Father, help us to see that what we're going through right now is actually essential for where you have us going. What we are doing right now is essential for who we are going to become. God, put that in our hearts. Remind us that all things work together for the good, for those who love you and trust you. Father, I thank you that you are closer than anything, than than anyone could ever be. I thank you that you are present. I thank you that you are near to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. Lord, I thank you that those who trust in you lack no good thing. I thank you that as we delight in your way, God, that you are going to give us the desires of our hearts that are going to begin to align with yours. Father, I thank you for the resilience that you are building up on the inside of each one of us and that the enemy has no place in our thoughts and our minds and our behaviors and our actions any longer, Lord. I thank you that you are doing something right now in the heart of the person listening to this, wherever they are, Lord, that you are telling them that there's more. You're telling them that they don't have to live in the depression. They don't have to live in this lower version of themselves that they feel stuck in. I thank you, God, that you are inviting each and every single one of us right now in this moment to become who you originally created us to be. And we confess right now, God, we repent from things that we've done, sin cycles, um, for behaviors that, you know, actions we have committed, Lord, that have gone against who you say that we are. God, we repent, we turn away from that. And right now we ask for your forgiveness. And we thank you, God, that because you died on the cross for us and you rose again three days later, that we're able to live in this abundant life that you have purchased for us. And so, God, I thank you. I praise you in advance and I just thank you for the version of ourselves that we have yet to see yet. I thank you for the version of ourselves that um, is healthy in every single area, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, God. I thank you that this this year we are going to stay anchored to your words, stay anchored to your heart, Father, and that Holy Spirit, we would stay in tune with what you are doing in our lives. Help us to be more like you, Jesus. Help us to love like you, God. Help us to see the people around us like you see them, Lord, and show us any way that we can be a blessing um, to the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, I just know that 2021 can be the best year of our lives, okay? We just have to commit to growth, to healing, and realize that the best version of ourselves is truly possible. So thanks for supporting Resilient. And if you will, go ahead on Insta, if you're not already following, at Woman Resilient. You're special. You bring something completely different and unique to this world. And I know you. maybe you've been told that today. Maybe you've been told that this week. But truly, maybe you need to hear it again. Because there is something about you that other people need. There's something in you that God wants to do if you'll partner with him, that he wants to let the world see it's truly going to change lives. You're really, really, really important and you're really valued and you're really loved. There's another episode coming very soon. I'm so excited for Resilient and what it's going to be. And wow, this is only the beginning. Love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.